0: you wouldn't say to a painter oh my gosh we'll give you this free paint and all you have to do is paint two rooms in our house (laughs) and we'll we'll put you up we'll share it online
1: and you'll get loads of exposure it's just kind of like oh come off it welcome to the put yourself first podcast inspiring conversations with badass women empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first Hi everyone, today I'm sharing this bonus episode on the podcast. This was a YouTube video that I filmed with my friend Samio but it's such an interesting and honest chat about the blogging industry, Instagram and earning money online. We both share our own personal businesses and journeys behind the scenes, how bloggers earn money, what it's like to work with brands it's just a really interesting, insightful chat, so enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome back. Today I'm with my friend Samio. Hello. <laughs> We've just been chatting for about an hour on yeah. your channel.
0: I'm, um, I'm nervous about editing that because it's going to be a meaty one.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we had a really good chat about relationships and monogamy, didn't yes, we? Yes, did. So that'll be linked in the description box. And the show notes if you listen to the podcast. Um, but today on my channel, I wanted to talk about blogging and the whole blogging industry because I don't think this is something I've talked about a lot, even though I guess I am a blogger. But you are very much a blogger, I would say. Yeah, but you're, and it's you're still like a blogger. I am. You've probably well, written a blog post
0: like, more recently than I have. I've been <laughs> so bad
1: these well, last few months. Well, I, I always think of an influencer or mm. a blogger as someone who is doing it as, like, their career. I guess I'm doing it as part yeah. of my career, but it's not, like, my main income.
0: Well, initially as well. It was no one's income, so... Exactly. All the yeah. bloggers
1: didn't start off as... Yeah. But <laughs> I always think you're really great to chat with about blogging and the industry Mm -hmm. you always have like really good advice Um, (laughs) and you're very like savvy with your whereabouts as a businesswoman in amongst the instagram life oh keep talking talking. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah maybe to start Mm -hmm. let's talk about our personal blogging journeys. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. How did you get started with blogging and at what point in the past like 18 months or so yeah. did it become like your full time income?
0: Alrighty. So um I began my blog in 2013 and before that I had loosely blogged online, so I had like a different like I think I had like a blog spot at one point. Uh when I was really young, I had like Picasso is it called not Picasso? pixel that's it i had pixel and then later on i had tumblr where i'd like share stuff but it was kind of like all cool and moody but it wasn't until like i properly started to blog blog 2013 and i got my website then and that's when i I started on wordpress and um it was initially just like a creative outlet so i was blogging i was modeling full-time sorry and um whilst i was like enjoying that and everything it, it felt i felt like a bit stifled creatively because I I wasn't I wasn't able to kind of produce and share and create which is something I've always been a big fan of so I started my blog and it was just initially like travel diary like what I've been wearing I would literally I guess then I used my blog the way you'd use Instagram now so it would sometimes be literally like three pictures and then a a paragraph like other times I kind of as I went on it got more long form or if I went on holiday I would write paragraphs but I'd almost write it like a story like it was like a diary very personal um and then it evolved over the years a little bit of beauty eventually started my youtube channel um although I did that on and off I still do it now but I'm more consistent now um and then instagram came along and then instagram obviously blew up and that became a thing and fast forward to 2019 I'm doing it as a full-time job and I've done it now as my full-time job for about a year and a half so I officially left all my modeling agencies in June last year but I was already doing blogging full-time for about six to eight months before that but it was kind of like the start of 2018 that I was fully like this is it like I'm making enough money to live now and then it wasn't until six months later that I had the guts to like leave my modeling agencies and going alone and just be a creative and blogger
1: yeah cool so i've yeah i've been blogging in some capacity for years i remember <laughs> having a really old like embarrassing blo- blogger blog yeah b- dot uk wasn't it um and for me it was make like discovering makeup and beauty stuff so i discovered beauty videos on youtube and then i also discovered because i was too shy to like put myself on camera i also discovered beauty blogging and i was like oh this is great like i can just take pictures of the makeup and talk about <laughs> it but not have to be like on camera like this It took me years to be able to have the guts to be yeah. on youtube please don't go back to my old videos although if you did like you'd see how awkward I was but I'd watch these beauty vloggers like if you've watched YouTube for years you'll know like Tanya Bear was like one of the main ones back in the day Pixie Woo the like Sam Chapman and Nick Chapman um do you know real techniques the brushes yeah yeah they like founded them oh Um, really yeah you see i was very late to youtube so
0: i never watched any of those people i kind of started watching youtube when i started doing youtube so i was like playing
1: catch up and i was like oh i was very behind right because i i was an onlooker for years and just like dreamed of doing it i very much came into it with that like oh like i'm love these people I like look up to them I like want to be them want to have their makeup want to (laughs) have their outfits want to live their life um so yeah that's that was my journey and then because I was so obsessed with makeup and beauty I actually trained to be a makeup artist and that was the whole like root cause of that so I was doing that for a few years and my blogging kind of teetered off because That became my main focus and I just didn't have time to film and stuff um and then I think I got a bit stifled but in terms of everything being too much so I was blogging about makeup and beauty and then going to do a bride's makeup and (laughs) just talking about makeup all day and I've always had other interests I would say from like I remember when I was in college, really getting into like health and fitness, yeah. and I've always been quite organised and goal orient- oriented.
0: Yeah, well, that's the American. Oh, is it orientated? In yeah. the UK. Yeah. Right, okay. No, it doesn't it matter. Mean, matter you. But yeah, oriented. Oriented. Yeah. Orient. Orientated.
1: Now I'm saying it sounds wrong, but yeah, it always sounds wrong whenever I say it. Um, I've always been that minded, so I love talking about life goals and all yeah. that stuff. And it just naturally progressed into more of a lifestyle channel and a lifestyle blog. Um and I just kind of stopped talking about the makeup and beauty stuff as much. And I still talk about it now. But I definitely feel like, like you found your call in though. Because
0: I, I find it so yeah. I tell it all the time. I always post around my stories and everything. I tell everyone. But I always like your podcast is like my Monday motivation if i wake oh, up on the wrong side of it, so honestly sweet. and you know what's funny right this is like tmi right now she didn't um i actually listen to your podcast in the shower weirdly enough so what i do is like i set my phone up at the side and then i get in the shower and it's like if i'm like washing my hair or whatever like it's just and then it's usually still on when i get out of the shower and then i'll take it to like go and do my makeup and it's like I'm getting ready with someone and I'm going, yeah, yeah, like, listening along because you always have really interesting guests and I'm always, I always feel really, like, pumped and ready to go. Oh, thank you, that's so sweet. So now, you know, I listen to you naked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the the podcast came after YouTube because, again, I was addicted to podcasts myself, listening to them every day, loved, like, how much I got from them and because I was talking more about like health and well-being, business, goal-setting, all the other interests that I had, it just fit to start a podcast too, um, from there I started like life coaching and I ended up coming on board with my friend's business as well, so she runs a blogging events and community, um, I'm sure you'll have heard me mention it, we blog north, so I like gradually over time, moved away from makeup and beauty like i still do makeup but the original reason i started blogging has completely changed now and i think that's what i love about blogs yeah because it's a like personal branding yeah. because it's so personal you can let it evolve with you over time and like what you discover yeah definitely because i mine's changed and like gone back and, yeah. and because you've like grown interest in like sustainability over the last few years and obviously that's like quite a hot topic now Mm -hmm. but that was a passion of yours (laughs) it's funny I talk
0: about it less now it's a hot topic yeah because I just feel like I don't want to I just kind of like live my life with my own values or whatever but now everyone's talking about it I'm like yeah I'll just take a back seat on talking about this but yeah but I
1: think I think it's still like you're still influencing people to make better choices by just being you online. Yeah, and I think that's That's what what I. I I'll try. I think that's (laughs) what I love about blogging is it evolves with you and your life and your interests, Mm. but it also um, can influence people, like can make people's lives better.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you hope, but then I hope to get. I hope people get from my videos what I share online what I get from other people I mean I wouldn't say YouTube's my like primary part of my job or like my main source of income it's definitely not but I feel like there is the way that I can connect with people most and so when I'm putting stuff out on there I always have things in my head that I want people to get from it like I don't always need to be the most insightful creature but if i can allow people to like switch off for like 20 minutes or be entertained then i'm like job done kind of thing because we all need that like outlet and obviously sometimes i do hope to give people knowledge on something like you know if it's style give people inspiration or but usually like vlogs and stuff i guess it's just to give people that relatability and be like hey here's a fellow friend like because that's what i get from it and it's just it's kind of like just a it's just an outlet isn't it
1: yeah i i agree I always think with a podcast or a video or whatever um, from my content because it is more like focused on yeah. a goal setting thing or someone's business, I always think if I can help one person, yeah. even if it's not helping them, that sounds like so saviour complex, but even if it's just giving them an idea of something they can yeah. try and then they go away and do it and it really helps them. Then that's my like favorite thing in the yeah. whole world. Like well, I love it when someone like you or yeah. another friend or even just like someone I meet at an event and who I've not met before says, "Oh, I heard you talk about. I heard you interview that person who does this, and I went and do it. I went and did it, and now I do it every day, and it feels so much yeah. better for it. I'm like, oh,
0: yeah. Look, well, we yours, I We <laughs> find them really motivating. So it's like, that's what I." always get from it i'm like motivated i think as well because the types of people that you're interviewing have usually done really cool things in whatever capacity so it's almost like yeah that's my motivation for the week let's go <laughs> so yeah.
1: yeah well i always feel really inspired by yours so thank you <laughs> for anyone listening who is really nosy because I would totally be as yeah. if I wasn't a blogger myself and mm-hmm. I didn't know like what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, what is like blogging as an industry? <laughs> how do people, like how do you make money?
0: Blogging, the terminology, the what it is, it's evolved so much and it's so multifaceted. So obviously I am called by most now an influencer, which is fine. I wouldn't really call myself that because the term is just a bit but I guess from a marketing perspective it makes sense because you're influencing people yeah, to yeah. buy stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, basically put. But for me, my intention when it comes to what I share on the likes of Instagram and my blog, um, and even YouTube to some extent when it comes to lookbooks and things it's it's a creative outlet so for me getting to be a full-time blogger is a way to be paid to be a creative so I could also be I don't know doing something else creative and still feel fulfilled it just so happens that blogging is what I'm doing so Mm. for me my intention with everything is to like put my creative stamp on it so as opposed to like just sharing stuff I don't know like how do I even explain it it's like you know like I like to do stop motion animations and stuff like that and it's just a creative outlet but then at the same time then when I work with brands I guess I put my creative stamps and ideas on selling that thing but again coming back to like the whole my thoughts on things I'm very particular with which brands I work with and it still has to be things that resonate with me and I agree with and that I'm interested in and that I would buy and that I think it's okay for other people to buy if they Wish to do so, so I am thoughtful in that capacity. But yeah, it's I think so about for me. It's about creating, but it's very different for other people. So they their thing might be like purely that their style. So for them, it can be just sharing like outfits all the time, which is fine because there's again there's a place for that. And yeah, I think have I even answered your question? Because I feel like I've just yeah, you have yeah.
1: Have I Okay. okay. So Instagram is your main platform?
0: Yeah, I, I hate I hate that it is, to be honest, because it kind of puts the control into a platform that I have no control over, which yeah. I hate. I mean, so far there's been no issues with it, even with the, I mean, there's been issues with the algorithm, don't even let me go there, <laughs> but there's been no issues in terms of, like, it affecting my work, even mm-hmm. though at times, like, things like the algorithm have, like, definitely annoyed me but it's kind of boring to hear bloggers speak about the algorithm (laughs) so let's not go into that because it is I know it's so boring. Um so yeah that's kind of like my main source of income and then and then there's also blogging and YouTube and on top of that I found because I put a lot of emphasis on the creative side I get more jobs now where it's like brands that I've worked with are like oh we like how you did that creatively. Can we hire you to do that for us, but not necessarily you sharing it? So like, yeah, yeah. I've it's done you stop. Your m- content for yeah, well social media. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I think that's worked in my favor because I think some people kind of don't understand how I do it full time because it's not like I have the biggest following. But I think it's because I have worked quite well to diversify my income in just how I share things. So I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not just like sharing iPhone pictures. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but my thing is like producing high quality content so in a lot of cases it's good enough for the brands to share on their websites and stuff like that which of course like you can get usage from and all sorts of things so there's really other ways to monetize what you do yeah um i've even had it where damien and i have shot product for brands that i've worked with and then they've been like oh we'd love to work with you on this like would you be interested in shooting like so i'm almost kind of going back to my modeling roots but then I'm directing the shoot planning it like Damien shooting everything. it so they're kind of getting a cheaper deal because they're only having to hire two people exactly. and we're planning everything yeah. doing everything but then we're getting a good deal because we're getting a fee that we're happy with yeah to do that so and it's kind of good because then I don't feel like I'm always selling to my audience because there's a lot I do behind the scenes that isn't like hashtag ad which is fine like because like I say when I do do them I'm never ashamed because they're always stuff that I feel proud to promote but then I am aware of like it being too much so it is nice when brands come to me to do other stuff and it makes me feel quite um, to put it quite bluntly validated like yeah Yay! i you know i have worth other than just my follower account which can be so stressful how you look yeah exactly so um it's really nice when people are like oh we like your creative stuff and like we like how you take pictures of products and how you do stop motions which have definitely made like my little niche so i'm glad i started those um yeah so yeah i guess that's how i do it full time how i make enough doing it and live quite comfortably from it so um I think that's a thing to say to people that like you need to kind of think outside the box because it's not just as simple as like Instagram and I don't think you should definitely should not rely on it, even no. if you have like a million followers, because at the end of the day, if the platform died tomorrow and that's your only stream of income, like it's kind of like Yeah.
1: Especially you got bills to pay, exactly. gotta pay their mortgage, you know like what I'm saying? We were around in the MySpace days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was MySpace now. Exactly. We don't know her anymore. Exactly. She's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great advice and not not being not earning a full time income from sponsored content or not really earning any income from sponsored content. Like I don't earn any income from the podcast. I don't earn anything for writing a (laughs) blog post. I don't earn anything from posting on Instagram. I do it for free because I love it and I like the creative aspects of it, like you said, but it also is marketing for my life coaching and the business that I run with my friend, Weeborg North. So I think it's good to, like you've said, diversify. I think if you're going to create a sustainable career online, you have to have other things on the go because if Instagram was dead overnight not that I think it's going anywhere anytime mm. soon but you still have those contacts yeah as uh like, do you do <laughs> shoot for you <laughs> yeah do you stop motions as, I can film a video <laughs> because you're a creative freelancer and you're a service provider and you can do x y z you've got a really great skill set like and you've already worked with those people like you would yeah you would have something else yeah to yeah back on. yeah
0: it yeah. definitely makes me a lot less worried I'm like I feel like I know what I'm doing like you know what I mean I feel a bit like yeah I got this I'm yeah um so yeah that's that's good and that's um what was I gonna say I think oh yeah that's what I was gonna say um you even said that I think the other day in your podcast was it where yeah. they were saying like you know you're giving your audience free content was that your podcast? probably I'm sure it was saying like oh, I remember um, saying this recently yeah I'm sure it was yours um and you had a guest on I listened to so many of them again I,
1: I feel like I've said recently three for me it's not everyone is able to pay for a life coach yeah or to to invest that amount of money or that amount of time or whatever into themselves so, for those people, I am happy to make free content that will still be really helpful yeah. and inspiring for them and supportive um that's the reason why I make it for free, and there's a lot of it so if someone came to me and was basically like, "Will you coach me for free?" Yeah, I, that's where I can know um sorry but no like that's where I draw the line because I invest so much time into those free resources for people that's my line of like this is like you said I'm happy to do this level of service for a price that I'm happy with yeah because if you're gonna spend so much time creating content at the end of the day like you need to have something to keep you going. Yeah. I mean, we all started out for the love of it and we all had part-time jobs or full-time jobs whilst we were, like, trying to build it up. But when you reach a point where you do want it to be a full-time, long-term career, there has to be, like, your line. And I guess with you, that would be, at this point, like, gifted content versus... Yeah. Hashtag ad. Yeah. Because... You put so many hours into a stop motion video yeah. or something for a brand. <laughs> <laughs> you you ain't getting a free stop motion. You no know. <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> you know the last so the
0: last stop motion collaboration I did that was paid. It took and I did two for this brand, so only like one of them that I did took four and a half hours for a thirty second, thirty second, forty second stop motion.
1: Yeah four hours but even like <laughs> that's that's another level of commitment yeah to that art. was
0: commit. I don't even I, when we started because Damien helped me with that was some of them I do on my own but some I need help depending on what yeah. I'm moving about but that particular one I don't think we realized that it was going to take that long otherwise I don't think we'll have started it but the brand was yeah thankfully really happy I thought if this would have been one of those projects where you send it to the brand and they're like oh can you change this I think I would have just like shoved it back in the face and be like screw you I'm never doing this again
1: (laughs) yeah but even when even even that side because I feel like not many people not many influencers are putting those like that length of time into a post you still like invest so much in your equipment yeah yeah and some people pay for like assistance or Mm. all the other costs of basically running a business yeah it, gets, it does get to a stage where you have to know your worth. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And
0: I think it, for anyone who, like, does it in a creative capacity, I think, because this is why we actually talked about this, like, off camera before we started filming, we kind of know, and I'm not saying it is not, it is not easy to, like, grow on the likes of Instagram, YouTube or whatever these days because it is such an oversaturated market, but at the same time, already coming from a place with, like, you know decent sized audiences like each of us we actually know the formula if you wanted to kind of like grow kind of and I, I say it, it sounds sort of cocky to say like, oh, I know I could grow but I don't want to it's not that but we kind of know the things that we could do however they're not really in line with either of our brands and for me personally like I rather than chasing numbers I try and chase what gives me like value and what fulfills me and like what I feel happy with if that makes Mm. sense so that might sound like the worst business plan but what (laughs) I mean by that is and I'll say this to anyone else who's creative whether you're doing it as like an influencer or even if you're just like any sort of creative business anything from like a print designer to I don't know a fashion designer use your platforms as your portfolio so for me sometimes I post things and I'm like this isn't going to do well but i that's the kind of work I would like to do so that's the kind of thing I will share because I'm not just seeing the likes of Instagram as just Instagram where I get paid to post for brands which I do which is great and obviously I want to continue that but I also see it as like this is a portfolio for brands who want to work with me behind the scene yes and future things and it's worked so well like even when I started doing, um, because I've done stop motions for years, but I've never done them on social media, and when I did my first one, I just so happened to, like, be wearing a particular brand, and I didn't even tag the brand in it, like, it wasn't, the first one I put on Instagram, I thought nothing of it, I just thought, this is a bit different and fun, and then that brand got in touch, and was like, oh, we'd love to work with you, because they'd seen that stop motion, and then after that, the amount of, so then I did that, and then it just kind of spiralled, and then I still do Ones just for me but the amount of brands that will email and be like oh can you do stop motion and it's like become like a thing yeah um so that's almost like become my usp and i'm able to you know charge a higher fee for those because they take a lot longer um and i can provide them for the brand or i can do them myself promoting so it's kind of like everything i put strategic. out is quite considered and yeah. not in like not too much because i'm not considering it I mean, there's definitely things that could do better for engagement, but like I said, I'm not going to go into that. But in terms of what I'm trying to put there as out as a creative, um, whilst at the same time trying to, like, you know, connect with my audience and inspire without sounding a bit like mm. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Um, you know, but that, that's how I see it. If you are a creative, obviously if that's not your vibe and you don't have to do it like that. That's just me, but, like... It's a it's a portfolio page. Like yeah. you know? What? Yeah. And I do
1: think <laughs> building an online presence of any kind is is just the reality of mm-hmm. building a career in twenty nineteen. Mm. Like if you want to be a published author or if you want to be a coach, like yeah being establishing yourself in a certain area, it's just the easy easiest way to do it now yeah. right? in 2019 it's not like you can print out your cv and knock on someone's door like they're not that's yeah. not really how to grab someone's attention yeah now. I think it's a long game yeah. with blogging and content as a career now yeah because when I first started the podcast I had no intention of making any money from it and you mm. know if I do eventually mm. great but for me it was a long form way to connect with people, yeah. which as a life coach is obviously really important for you. It was like a long game of thinking. Oh, I want to be being paid to do creative the types stuff. of creative stuff that I really love doing, and I love like sinking my teeth into, rather than just like a mirror selfie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not. That there's not anything there's anything wrong, anything wrong with that, that because yeah. But yeah, I do think in years to come, um, the stuff that is like a quick fix to grow or to grab people's attention mm. or to make you money is not going to be there anymore yeah. or it's not going to be effective anymore yeah. and it's people who think of the long game and focus on what they're good at. and have good intentions, yeah we'll still be around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hope so anyway. We'll see. see. (laughs) see. Who knows? Um to finish Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about gifted content versus paid because I think not a lot of people well I think people are becoming a lot more savvy about it now because it's been in the media so much with the new guidelines. But I think it's a great way to open the conversation up yeah. and just be really honest about it because you're really honest about it. Yeah. I'm always really honest about it and we both have like different levels of experience with yeah. it. So, yeah. For anyone listening who doesn't have a clue what it is, like what does it mean if something's gifted? What does it mean if something's an ad? you want me to yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so this
0: is my view of it because i i believe this is what i think if if a brand comes to me and says um i'd love to gift you something there should be nothing implied from that like they well they might imply but they shouldn't they can't expect anything at the end of the day because um Especially when it's someone's full time job, I think it's kind of rude to come to someone and say, Oh, because I do still sometimes get these emails and I just I delete them, I'm not gonna lie, I don't even respond. Um, and they'll say, Oh, we'd love to send you, I don't know, a top, and we expect like three Instagram posts or two really stories. Specific. They're really yeah. ridiculous and to be honest, a lot of the time it's these fast fashion brands I don't even want to work with anyway. <laughs> Shade. Um But like it's just a bit like ha- like You've clearly not even looked at what I do and like what I'm interested in because you'd know that, that I wouldn't be the right fit. And also for, even if you were gonna just take it on your iPhone, like that's still someone's time. That person still has to go out and shoot that. Why would this brand think it's worth their time to I don't know, like I just think it's very sometimes rude <laughs> how yeah. people can and it's not and it might sound from the other side like, oh entitled blogger, but it's not that. You have to understand like it's someone's job and the time and effort they put into it, it's the same way as you wouldn't say to a painter, oh my gosh, we'll give you this free paint, and all you have to do is paint two rooms in our house, <laughs> yeah. and we'll, like, we'll put you up, we'll share it online, and you'll get loads of exposure. It's just kind of like, oh, come off it. Like, it's just, get real. And I say that to someone, even if you've got a small following, but I think it's okay when a brand comes to you with a gift in, and it's like, it's a gift. Because a gift, yeah. the word gift, <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say in the dictionary it says I don't know what it says in the dictionary, <laughs> yeah. but I'm presuming it's something along the lines of like a gift is something that you just give without expecting anything back. It's it's yeah. not you know it's not a collaboration. It's not a trade. It's, it's a gift. not a transact. It's not like a business exactly. transaction. So I say no to a lot of gifts because I honestly don't need a lot of anything right now in my life. But occasionally, if there's a brand that I feel like is in line with what I like, if I like the brand, if I love the pieces and I feel like, you know what, I'd like to try that if it's like beauty or skincare or, you know, oh, actually that would fit in my wardrobe and I, in my head, because I, I don't accept things I have no intention to share because I do think it's kind of fair to give back. But at the same time, that brand needs to not expect it from me because you can receive things and then you get them. And you're like, mm, that, that wasn't quite how I expected. And I don't want to just promote something just for the sake that it was free because mm. I just, It's kind of pointless. It's not really doing anything for me or my audience. So I'm really specific with that. So if a brand comes to me and they say like, "Oh, hey, we love your stuff. Let us know if you want something." If this is a fashion brand, Um, if you want something from our website, and that is open as well. I think it should be like you know, you pick the piece because at the end of the day, like it shouldn't be like an implied like ad or anything it should be like an authentic choice yeah um Then yeah that's and I accept giftings in that capacity um but again I'm quite specific with them and then when it's an ad that's usually when a brand has the terms and I'll allow them to have these terms because we're working together and I'm being paid however the terms have to fit with me and I'm always in fact I negotiate terms quite a lot because the amount of times I read the contract I'm like yeah that bit where it says and you need to know your rights and your worth at everything with that when it comes yeah. to like usage how long they're going to own the images where they're going to use the images and whatever it kind of is especially yeah. for me who kind of i shoot high res and i put a lot of effort into images so sometimes brands might be a little bit sneaky and be like we're just gonna put those on the website yeah and exactly like, uh, like pay,
1: paying you to post on your instagram yeah tagging a brand is a lot different to them to paying you to post on your Instagram yeah. and send them the images to use on their website yeah. that is gonna be there for yeah six months yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So
0: there's all these things to take into account, and um, I feel like I'm going on a tangent here. I'm really going into it. No, it's, it, it's really it. interesting. Um, but there's things that I think people don't think about, even from like if you are a blogger and you don't and you're starting to get paid collaborations and you're not really knowing like. What's okay? What's I always say, like definitely read the contract, check the terms. I always go through the terms and say, the the the, 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 the. I, I literally spell things out in emails because I feel like it's the best way, so there's no confusion. So down the line, they didn't they don't go, oh, but we thought you meant no no no. I I wrote that in the previous email. You can see everything like it needs to be, kind of like there in black and white. Um, so yeah, that's when it's a paid collaboration. So. Um, there have been times where brands come to me and say, It's a gift. And then you go, Okay, great. And then they come back and they're like, oh, All's we require is. And I'm like, No, no, no. I don't mind accepting the gift. And if I like it, I will naturally share it. But don't, you can't lay down those rules. And then, because it takes time to yeah. create content. I feel um, like I sound really like, like, but No, you don't. I just, I feel I like it's this the, with any sort of job it's great as a creative. To be really-
1: As a businesswoman, you need to be assertive as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've become so much more. I I, I was like a little puppy dog once, and now I'm
0: like, don't mess with me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But yeah, I (laughs) don't know.
0: Like, it can kind of come across as like, "Hmm," but it's not that. I think any sort of creative, like, you can easily, I think, in the creative industry, because it's not like a normal, normal job. So I think so many people, even not on social media, can be kind of taken for a ride, especially when it comes to to working with bigger corporations and brands who have like a big legal team and like you know they they kind of like know how they can like weave around and like and and to be honest I've not I've barely had any like I've not had any bad experiences I've just had times where I know I need to like watch out watch out and I've seen I've seen other people where you know images have been used for things and stuff like that so this is the same sort of thing that could be taken into consideration if you're a photographer or an artist um it's just kind of like watching your own back and like knowing your worth and
1: yeah you've got to, I yeah. feel like in if you run your own business in anything but especially if you're on your own mm. and you're like a creative freelancer or yeah. whatever, you've got to be your own like you've yeah. got to advocate for yourself and be yeah. the biggest fan yeah
0: say for example a brand comes to me and they say oh I'd love to gift you something and I get like a really cool like video idea but I know that I wouldn't do a video for free because if it's going to be like creative one I'm going to put a lot into it yeah and that's when I could potentially pitch the brand and say you know I'd love to accept a gift but if you wanted to take this to the next level I really think we could work together in this capacity and give them
1: actually like a um what do you call it I do x work for free yeah but if you would like me to do X and yeah. more work, then you can pay this. Or yeah, I know some influencers are like, I can do a video and an Instagram post for this. Or yeah. I can do an Instagram post and an Instagram story yeah. for this. And it's like laying it laying mm-hmm. out your ground rules. Like I said, as a business owner, I know what what I'm creating for free, but equally I know what I'm not willing to do. for free, yeah. yeah. And influencer work is the same. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you, like, do you reach the point where it's your full-time income? Yeah. You have yeah. to, like, draw the line.
0: Definitely. And um, not to, like, lose your point that you asked about the authenticity. Like, well, we both would always, if we were paid, it's ad. And if it's gifted, we'll say it's gifted. Like, they're the general guidelines now anyway. So it should be... Yeah disclose like I, i'm not i'm really don't i'm really have no shame in saying what's been gifted or what's been paid because at the end of the day i've accepted those things because i like them if it's a gift and i'm doing that collaboration paid because like i'm interested in that brand and i think it's pretty obvious when depending on who you follow if they're interested or not like you'd be surprised at the amount of stuff and this isn't in any arrogant way that bloggers influencers whatever you want to call us get offered like it's a lot and if you really wanted to milk it you could probably just say yes to everything and make way more but I think you need to have a level of integrity because I see my audience like an extended friendship group to some capacity like if I wouldn't sell it to you know say a close friend or my mom then I'm not gonna put it online to say yeah, yeah. because I think you kind of need those values in your head mine's very That's varied because I'd say I'm lifestyle so I'll promote everything from alcohol to fashion to travel <laughs> so funny i'll yeah. promote alcohol. everything like just put it out there i'm waiting for a champagne but i love champagne you know i love it and i'm waiting for a champagne but I'm Love love attraction. attraction literally like i love champagne it's i love it more than prosecco and i'm just like i see people doing these champagne apps so and i'm like you don't even drink champagne i want champagne i want a champagne i want well, there we go <laughs> i don't need to put it out there but anyway but so yeah, but I I do enjoy alcohol, so um I have done quite a few gin collaborations as we were talking about before, yeah. but I love gin, so it's like it's a legit
1: thing. Yeah. Like um, you you would A you would be buying that product oh, yeah, and using yeah. it and probably like sharing it, yeah, exactly, it anyway. Yeah. But also B you deserve to make money as a businesswoman yeah. and be paid for your time and C this is how marketing works now oh yeah so that brand like uh, I can see why people would be jaded by the whole influencer thing but I would rather know a brand's marketing budget is going towards a business woman like doing it on her own working really hard than a billboard
0: that oh well yeah I was gonna say from that angle especially from having worked as a model um and and having times when I've actually you know on shoots and stuff heard the budgets that like brands put behind things like billboards and adverts on tv like it is sickeningly large so even sometimes the fees that you think bloggers are getting especially like the bigger ones it seems like a lot of money but in comparison to that billboard like it's actually only a fraction of the price and also um that blogger is probably a better person to go with because they're going for like that target market as opposed to a billboard it's like you know everyone from your granddad to the postman can see that but it doesn't mean they're the target audience whereas usually if it's on like an instagram page or a youtube channel it's that specific
1: audience yeah if this is a topic of interest then maybe we can do another podcast oh yeah like maybe a future, Q&A. like a really intense q a yeah. and really go into the nitty gritty stuff yeah yeah that'd be good um, if it's of interest yes that would be good but yeah Thank you for watching. Yay. Thank you Samio for Hello. having me at your lovely home Hello. and on your channel too. And
0: now we're gonna go for pizza. Yes! pizza pizza pizza.
1: For... Yeah, I'm very excited because yeah. 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 So yeah, make sure you go subscribe to Samio. Follow her on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to Put Yourself First. If you enjoyed it or you have any feedback, I would love you to leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening to this and if you'd like to reach out to me on social media to let me know you enjoyed it or just have a chat and say hi, I'm at cat underscore Horrocks on Twitter and Instagram and if you're feeling extra kind, share this on to a friend who you know needs to hear this one too.